Gareth, I probably already know the answer to this, but has anyone ever emailed and said, where's the podcast gone? Like, is there people out there that care? <laughs> have you got one solitary, maybe even Twitter a follower to say, hey guys. Are you coming back? Are you doing it? There are people who tweet at us occasionally and yeah. they're like, oh, podcast's good still. Good Thank job. you. Brilliant. But Thank if you. it went, we wouldn't really notice. So, I mean, that's the well, subtext of the tweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, the saturated ready. market that we're in. You know. to, be, to be fair, yeah, we are like <laughs> one of 8 billion podcasts on the internet. About games. Yeah, but we're number 300 of 8 billion. That's Thank true. You. Right, get ready, guys. You ready? Yeah. Well, let me just drink my Pepsi. Oh, well, I was ready, but oh, I might as well eat a brownie. I, I nearly went to... Might as well eat more brownie. <laughs> Dave, come on. It's a bit childlike. Sorry. Here we go. Central Popcast. Yes, this is everything pop culture and more. We've got stuff on The Walking Dead. We've got stuff on your favourite computer games and also your favourite films. There's a lot of passion out there. There's a lot of charities and there's a lot of good causes to get behind. There's the way women are treated in Hollywood. There's the way that Black Panther is symbolising the first time that there is an African... Is it an African-American, Gareth? I think it's just the African state. Exactly. He's an African. It's not. Yeah, Dave. I wouldn't call him a state. He's in actually quite good shape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that and more. We've got news as usual. Uh, we've also got a feature today, which is where we're celebrating the first year of the Switch. Has it been everything that we've wanted? Is it everything we dreamed? And where is it going to go from here? And then we've obviously got the mar- rather boringly named. What have we been playing? But Gareth, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Brownies. Brownies. That's very nice, isn't it? What a breakfast that is. Were they homemade or were they something you got from Greg's or Sainsbury's? Uh, they were something our manager brought into work a few days ago. And, uh, oh, I so was... they were all dried up. Yeah, yeah. I was the last to leave uh, last night. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. taking them home. Yeah, because so, they're, yeah. they are not going to be good over the weekend. So now I'm eating so... old brownies. Yeah, I, I presume she was a woman. Yes. Yes. But you can't say anything bad because she's your boss. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I'm sexist. I'm just saying what a lovely boss to go out of their way, make those. Did your boss do anything special for you this week, Dave? Um, we had a couple of birthdays. So the birthday tradition is that, and it's a bit backwards, but whoever's birthday is, that person brings in cake. What? Yeah, it's all weird. I always find like a little leaflet saying, not a leaflet, it's not like an informational thing that they leave behind. <laughs> it's like a card saying, it's my birthday, here's some cakes to celebrate. Yeah, I went, this is a bit backwards. Uh, am I not meant to be the one that buys you cake, not you yeah. me cake? Anyway, I'm not complaining. So there was two birthdays this week and I was only in work for three days due to the snow. Yeah. So happy days. So yeah, Same out here. of the two out of the three days, I had cake and donuts. Yeah, Which and then amazing. you had two days off. And then I had two days off. Because obviously we can't work when there's snow. Gareth can. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, he's obviously is some sort of deformed yeti. Gareth <laughs> 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 said, I, "I'm not coming into school. I'm not coming into work tomorrow." Gareth was like, "I'll make you brownies," and he was like, "Okay." Bless his little heart. That's what she got to use to tempt him in. Um, I am actually. Uh, my boss was very nice to me this week, where she actually allowed us uh, money out of the budget to buy a PlayStation Four uh, for the school, which is very nice. So thank you. That's the kind of thing we do, Gareth, all right? So you're in the wrong business, sunshine. Uh, but anyway, Dave, what are you yeah. wearing? Like, who are you wearing? Sorry, not what are you wearing. That's what they ask at the Oscars, isn't it, on the red carpet? Who, who am I wearing? Yeah. So are you wearing a person? Who are you? No, no. <laughs> this the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is what they ask on the red carpet. They're like, who are you wearing? And they go, oh, I'm wearing Giorgio Armani. Oh, I'm actually Which wearing um, Slattinger. At the minute. Well done, Dave. You're such a Slazenger guy. Like, so <laughs> I am. I am. You are. It's brilliant. But before any of that, Dave and Gareth, let's get on to the news. Well, obviously, like anything that goes on in the world, things happen. And when things happen, we analyse them. We don't react to them. We don't. We look at them. We read it. And we form an informed opinion rather than just shouting out whatever comes to our mind first. So, Gareth, tell us about that news. What's the first news story of this week? Don't we normally do the other ape before the news? Before any of that. Before <laughs> any of the news. I was just waiting. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. He's, he's going to come back round. I swear he hasn't just forgotten about it. <laughs> I'm going to come back. It's fine. I haven't forgot about fine. it. It's the most important part of the podcast. I, uh, by far. Uh, if you've got money, and who hasn't? Uh... You can go out and you can buy games. But better than that, you can stay indoors on your ass and you can download them from the internet. And Dave Ellery has got some of the best deals that you'll find anywhere in Dave's Ellery Ip. Gareth, I'm counting on you to uh, just swap that around in editing. So we've got Steam, we've got PSN, we've got Xbox Live. Obviously, Xbox Live isn't going to offer us anything of any surmountable quality. But PSN, Dave, kick it. PSN is kicking it. Uh, I'll briefly mention uh, the fact that they've got a Ubisoft sale on at the minute. Uh, Oh, Ubisoft! Up to 60% sales. So if you, for some reason, haven't purchased any Assassin's Creed games in the past 10 years, then this is your chance, because they're all around about a fiver. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins has got a full percent discount on it, so that's about £32.99. Well, can uh, I just stop you there? You can buy it on a CD keys for like 19 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's you how you say £19.99. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I was possessed by a Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever um, we talk about CD. Also on the Ubisoft sale, Rob, and yeah. the, the South Park Fractured But Whole. Um, oh, you said it like a bit too obvious there, mate. But I'm trying to like, say it. Fractured But Whole. Um, yes. Right. Yes, thank you. It's 24 99 so that's uh, 50% off. But again, you could probably find it cheaper on some But what is it about that game, Dave? Because I'm not being rude. 
But I loved the Stick of Truth. Absolutely loved. It's just it. I loved it. I've yeah. seen a. I've seen a. Um, I haven't actually played it. The new one. I'm no, not going to play it. But I absolutely I loved it. the first one. Uh, but I've been seeing. I've been watching reviews on it just and casually reading when I'm on public transport. Yeah. Obviously, I can't drive. Um, and I'm just like, this isn't. This doesn't sound as good. Everyone just seems a bit disappointed. It seems like they tried too hard. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, maybe the stick of truth was just, just exactly, it was a one-trick pony, and then they tried to recapture that, and they were like, they were trying too hard to be different, or like. Yeah, and I don't think South Park holds the sway that it used to. No. And well, I think, I think originally, that was his fate. yeah, surely, you know. Well, because I, I only played it to annoy Guy. That is literally <laughs> the only reason I played it, but then I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I generally loved it, and I think the mechanics are really good as well. I think that's what kind of, from from the reviews I've read, is that that's what's kind of disappointing people, is that the the gags and the gimmicks are still funny. They're trying a bit hard, but mainly yeah. the gameplay is, one, a bit too similar when you're, like, exploring South Park, and two, they've tried to, like, improve or make the fighting different, but it just doesn't work, and it just... Your character is too overpowered, which means that there's no real challenge, which means that you're yeah. kind of walking from place to place, just destroying people. Yeah. But anyway, with that gleam review, it's twenty four ninety nine on the PSN, so not a bad uh, price. Not a bad price. Uh, there's also a couple of games, Bob. Oh. There are a couple of games. No, there's, there's a couple that, of. There's a couple of games. Thank you, Rob, for pointing my attention to the games under nine pounds. Um, Thank you. That's where we need to be. That's where we need to be for the coming yeah. weeks. We've got The Witness, which is that extremely okay. difficult psychedelic puzzle game. Great game. Uh, great game. Come on, Gareth. Seven ninety nine. We've got Tropico Five, the complete collection, which is from my field of you know strategy building simulators. Seven ninety nine, and then we've got Deadlight, which I've. I think you've just purchased, haven't you, Rob? Literally, Dave. Just as Literally. we're speaking right now, I've done a live purchase. There we go. Three ninety nine. Yeah. So, Rob, you can tell us how that is later on in the week. Thank you. Uh, so, like, probably well, in a month's time when we do another podcast. Well, you, you can't buy a packet of crisps for nine pound these days, can you? Mm. Let alone three pound. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll just get the disappointment out of the way. Xbox. Um, and these are their words, by the way. Huge yeah. savings on wow. EA Sports games. Okay. Huge? How huge? Huge savings. Okay. Huge. They wouldn't um, say that unless it was huge, would they? Why would well, they exactly. say that? So they're, they're quoting up to 6% off EA Sports games. Okay. But they probably oh, yeah. charge about 20 quid more than you could actually purchase these games in the shop. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll run through them. The ones in which I chose out, uh, well, picked out, sorry, we've got FIFA 18 at £15, which isn't too bad. There's That's a bundle. Not bad. Yeah, there's a bundle with um, FIFA and I think it's NBA for 20 quid, or there's FIFA and NHL for 30 quid, which again isn't bad. Uh, NFL uh, is £20. What's and... NFL? You mean so, Madden? Madden, yeah. Sorry, I should have said Madden. Well, they uh, say it. Madden is £20 and we've got NBA Live 18 which is £5.50 What? Yep What? That's because it's well again I haven't played it but everyone keeps saying is that the EA version of NBA games are awful and 2K games like 
killed it. Yeah, but okay. again, it's... So it's £5.50. If you want to try it, it's probably worth it. And that's it. this year's game, isn't it? Yeah. And that's NBA the one Live they, 18. That's the one where they 50. do all the, the handball and they yeah. bounce it with their hands. 100% that, yeah. That one. Yeah, that one. They you love know, that, the, don't they, in America? The tall people who bounce balls in their hands and they dunk them into some sort of net. That okay. one, yeah. Not that watched one. it personally, but I've heard yeah. it's quite popular. Yeah, it's quite popular. Yeah. Uh, Steam has got um, uh, up to 50% off Final Fantasy titles. So you can get, um, I'm not sure if this is the remastered collection of like Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, it's a mad world then, lot. Yeah, all the way up to, um, I think it's the online one. And I, again, I can never remember. It's like 14 version 7 or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can get that for like 15 quid. We've got uh, Neil Tomato, which is £20 on Steam. And Rise of the Tomb Raider um, with DLC for 13 quid. Nero Tomato was so overrated. Was it? Everyone yeah. keeps saying it's amazing, but again, because I don't have a PlayStation or a decent enough PC, I've never purchased it. Well, it's, it's because Platinum Games, everyone sees them as some sort of disabled um, special yeah. case. Weren't Platinum <laughs> Games the ones that did um, that Metal Gear Rising? Revengeance. Lovely game. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's the one we're raiding them, isn't it? Yeah, and they make Bayonetta and they make... Yeah, it's Metal Gear Rising Revolution or whatever it was called. And everyone just, just said... Mate, oi! It's amazing. Gareth has literally just told you Sorry, what mate. it was. Sorry. And you're, because you're in the Ellery, you're up and, oh, look at me. You feel you don't have to listen to others, do you? I don't. He was going, Revengeance, Revengeance, Revengeance. And then you went, Dead Rising Retribution <laughs> or something. <laughs> What's the point in having Gareth here uh, if we don't uh, even listen to him? Metal Gear Revengeance. <laughs> or some other. Or something else, mate. I don't listen. know. It's one with listen. that Raiden pricking. Um, yeah, but yeah Platinum, let me mate. get this off my chest. Go. Thank you. Platinum Games, yeah, get a free pass when it comes to anything. Because everyone says, oh, you know, bless them, they try their hardest. They're only given like £10 when they make a game. <laughs> You know, they have to do all that and they work in the middle of a field with one computer that runs Windows 95 and they have to render everything over a week. And, you know, they have to develop they have to develop their games on a PS1 uh, development oh. kit, uh, you know, and all that. And they, I, I think they get a free pass. I've been playing Bayonetta on the Switch. Fantastic game. Yeah. But, again, free pass. Because if any other team would have to make that, they, <clears throat> they've got a fantastic combat engine, which they've used in Bayonetta, which they've used uh, in Metal Gear Rising, which they've used in the Ninja Turtle game, uh, which yeah. I don't think anyone particularly liked, uh, which is overused. But, you know, okay, Platinum Games, well done. But let's just start seeing a little bit more of a bigger budget game. Um, I'm sure they could get a bigger budget if they wanted to. If they said to Nintendo, because they work very closely, we want to do this. But they seem to have found their niche and their audience. And Near Automata, you can tell it's sort of a game which could have been so much better had it, because it had such great imagination. But you could always feel that budgetary constraint. And uh, bless them, they develop on a PS1 development kit, don't they? On Windows 95. I worry what Bayonetta 3 is going to be. It will be a platinum game, and they go hand in hand with uh, Nintendo because obviously the Switch is not as powerful we know as the PS4 and Xbox One, 
and so Platinum can say again, oh look, we're developing on this, we can make great games at a lower budget, and Nintendo are like, thank you, come and make one for our little console, baby. But like, where do they go? Like, what's going to be in Bayonetta 3? Oh, this time she stood on something else that's spinning through space wildly while she's attacked yeah. by horrific baby-faced demon creatures. Like, you already don't even see games. Where do you yeah, go and I'll get there? into Bayonetta. I'll get into it, all right? Um, and the fantastic combat engine, really good. One yeah. of the best. But, basically, at the end of the day, it's just like a very old school game where areas of the map are sectioned off while you beat a total number of enemies and then you can move on again. Okay, thank you, Dave. Sorry, Yeah, that's it. No, it's fine. I'm I've got one last shield that I just found. Oh, oh here go, it goes. Go. Uh, CDKeys.com, they do like a 24-hour sale most days on like one thing. Yeah. And today's, okay. like which eggs. means no one will ever get this deal because we'll put this podcast out in like a week (laughs) Um, it's Cuphead for PC which is normally £20 but today only is £8.80p wow that's quite a good thing yeah that is actually something that's a lot of style over substance yeah 60% off have you played Cuphead Uh, again I've been waiting for a sale so this might be the day go on yeah crack it out do it right now yeah it is I don't want to do it right now Go on, do it live. You've got an account on CDK. Just the do thing buy is, it now. That will be insanely boring to listen to. Yeah, we'll be just Gareth going, oh, it looks really nice. Oh, there's not much gameplay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do I go now? Oh, yeah. shit, I need to beat his boss. And then it'll just be him slowly losing his temper. Well, I'm going to beat every boss on the first try, you come. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I heard that. I, I heard that. So I pulled it out. That's the enemy. That is the enemy. If someone was uh, assaulting your girlfriend in the street and they said, wife. I really, wife, sorry, or okay. girlfriend, who would you rather get assaulted, your wife or your girlfriend? <laughs> Probably my girlfriend, I'll be honest. You know. well, so you've got a my girlfriend wife, then? We've my wife's cooking that. dinner at home, you know, my girlfriend. Yay! Just... Sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. what game would I choose? Well, you haven't I'll heard the scenario that. yet. Okay, can I hear the scenario? He said, I've got 10... Well, or she. I'm not being sexist. I've got £10 to spend. Uh, I need to buy a game to take my mind off of this. Uh, (laughs) So I can just relax. What game would you recommend? I would probably recommend The Witness. And I'll say to this person and just say, look, you need to calm down with some thought-provoking puzzle solving. That's good, actually. Nothing too violent. Nothing too violent. I can't give you like Deadlight. No, you no. no because you're in a post-apocalyptic zombie world. No, yeah. can't do that. Okay, can't get you pissed off with a what's the name a basketball handball but dunking game for five pound yeah. fifty, and it's probably in fear. Like yeah, exactly. So have a seven ninety nine witness. Brilliant. Solve some puzzles. Relax. That's really nice. yeah. Calm down and rethink your life choices. Well done. That's really good. And a bit of counselling advice there as well. There we go. That's what, you get. That's what you get on the end of <laughs> That's what you get for assaulting my wife. <laughs> Gareth, what's the first news story? Hey! Edit it. Edit okay. it. Fantastic. Um, I forget how far uh, back I should go with the news because it's been a while since we recorded an episode. Just this week. 
Mario Kart for mobile phones, anyone? No. Mm. No? No one wants that? Does anyone want it, though, Gareth? Do you want it? No, but I am strange. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want it, Dave? Someone that can't buy games for a Nintendo console? (laughs) That can't buy games? Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't really be jumping at it. You know, I wouldn't be like, you know what? Isn't it for the Switch anyway? So... No, it's for mobile yeah. phones. I just told you this. No. You're not listening today, Gareth. Yeah, no. What's what I'm saying is, yeah, is that, so, what version of Mario Kart? Is it just mobile? So it's... It's a so brand it's new like... Mario Kart game called Mario Kart Tour coming to mobile phones before the end of March 2019. No. So it's going to be I'm super really basic, isn't it? Unlike the yeah, complex masterpiece that is available on the Switch. <laughs> Yes, masterpiece. Yeah, you're you're a Switch boy. Uh, you're a uh, Mario Kart boy, aren't you, Gareth? Whatever your name is. I haven't no. liked a Mario Kart for a long time. No, but this could be the one that changes your mind. I mean, maybe if it's free for my phone, then I'll at least try it. Yeah, and then if it's but good, don't you have like a Nokia thirty three ten? No, I have a uh, Samsung S six. Oh, cheeky. Whatever is that else. a good phone? Yeah, it's a good phone, yeah. Yeah, All good. Alright, you're going to give me some stick now about having a good phone? Yeah? yeah, look at you with your good phone. Oh, man. I'm There's people phone. out there without even a phone. Oh, there's yeah? <laughs> there's no one out oh, there. I suppose. My flipping, like, five-year-old nephew has a fucking phone. It's horrible. Yeah, I suppose he does. Anyway. He is horrible, isn't he? Alright. Uh- right. <laughs> So, Gareth, yeah. I don't think anyone's very interested in Mario Kart. Okay, no. sorry. Well, I apologise. How about no. this, then? Uh, Nintendo is working on a movie starring Mario, oh. and the people who are making it are the people who made the Minions movie. Yes, I have heard about this. I actually like quite like the Minion movies as a father that watches them with his children. Yes. Like, they're not dreadfully awful. I've not seen so. them, so you, you'll have to tell people what to expect from this film because I have no idea well hopefully it will have like a lot of um, a lot of sort of what do they call it insider joke so sometimes minions will do like a little laugh for the parents with a kind of wink wink yeah nudging a wink (coughs) what like what because they know you're there like a minion would like walk along and he'd go uh, the man would go uh Oh, look at the size of your cock. And then turn around and wink at the audience. <laughs> and then obviously the kids don't know what they're talking about. Right. Um, but, no, for instance, in the Lego movies, I know they're not made by the people that made Minion. Yeah. But Batman and Robin are going along. And then he says to Robin, what's your name? He says, my, ri- my name's Richard, but people in school used to call me Dick. And Batman says, oh, that's really nasty. Right. So obviously it goes straight over the kids' heads, but the adults laugh. I see. It sounded like you, you found I mean? that hilarious. I did well, find yeah, it funny. Because the delivery like... is obviously better than his monotone delivery, but, you know, it's probably... It is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's those kind of in-jokes that are good. And if they can get that, that's where uh, Wreck-It Ralph failed, I think. Wreck-It Ralph played it way too straight. Uh, it was supposed to be a celebration of video games 
And it was kind of like the first 10 minutes was kind of done by someone that knew their stuff. And then the rest of it was just shit. Which is stuff that he's like, Yeah, they, they crammed all the references in as quick as they could rather than spread them out throughout the movie. So uh, that was shit. I, but, I, I um, see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You, do you see what I'm saying, Gareth? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Speaking they, of Wreck-It Ralph, tra- trailer for the sequel dropped a few days ago. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph 2. I haven't actually yeah. seen Wreck-It Ralph, but oh. judging from that review, it's probably not going to be worth it. What? Um, you should probably watch Wreck-It Ralph. I probably will. Uh, there's a lot of things in which I haven't actually watched that people actually respond like you just have, Gareth. Yeah. It's like I haven't actually caught up with uh, Stranger Things yet, and everyone's like, "What?" Um, Didn't get on you know, with Stranger or Things. Or Walking Dead. Not or, getting on with Walking Dead. Or Game Walking of Thrones. Well, the worst show I've on just TV. I've just finished watching uh, Game of Thrones. Well done. Are you finished? Uh, as in caught up. Yeah, it's finished now, isn't it? Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was it. No. Hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hell of Literally. A cliffhanger. Um, Cliff Destroyer. Yeah, I'm 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 quite behind on like these everything saying, on yeah on, on on media. I think my main concern, like Rob, maybe fill me in. Is is oh. there an actual is there an actual storyline to Minion movies? What do they do? Not a lot. They're just uh, they're just minions of an evil henchman. Oh, okay. See, so I want to know purpose in life. I want to know what story that they're going to generate for Mario. Well, it's got um, to be nothing to do with minions, mate. Okay. I don't. Fucking hell! I didn't even I didn't think it would be. Well, that would Mario sure. comes and joins the fucking minions. There's <laughs> only it? ever been one story <laughs> yeah. for anything with Mario in it, and that's Peach well, gets kidnapped. That's yeah, it. Peach get kidnapped. The end. And Dave's so... the only guy that literally asks what the storyline would be in Mario. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm, I'm saying he's not caught up on the other ten Mario different. games that came before this yeah. film. If that's my point, would they would they do something different, or are they just going to go as generic? Bowser's going to kidnap Peach, and then Mario's going to save the day. I don't know, mate. Yeah. I'm not Shigeru Miyamoto. Just, just these are, are not? rhetorical questions. Don't they don't need answers. Okay, <sighs> so Mario's uh, Yoshi gets killed, right? And then he <laughs> yeah. goes back to his uh, hitman roots and starts <laughs> killing all the people who killed his Yoshi. Yeah, and they also stole his uh, Flood Three Thousand. And he wants to steal that yeah. back as well. Yeah, and he just happens to be part of this um, underground uh, Mushroom Kingdom assassination hotel club. Yes, exactly. That he, yeah, that he just... And he pays by, I don't know, hats. And the midway <laughs> through the film, he has to snap Luigi's neck. Yeah. Because Luigi uh, snapped him. Toad in the penis. Yeah. Wow. Scary <laughs> about uh, wrote it. Uh, it's going to be... Yeah. A lot of people don't know, but it's actually going to be a really graphic R-rated movie. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, next news. Uh, In some more good news, Red Dead Redemption 2 has been delayed. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, we knew that, Gareth. We knew that was going to happen. I'm still excited. If Rockstar delays anything, then I'm quite happy because you know at the end of the day you're going to get a good game. And look at GTA Five; it's still relevant to this very day, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I can think of very few studios who, when you think of every single game they've ever put out, you're like, well, every single one of them is good. So yeah, it's kind of hard to be cynical towards Rockstar; they've earned it. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They've earned our trust to say that if they're delaying the game, then, you know, it's for good reasons. You know? Yeah. I can't really see you playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and be like, oh, this is a bit shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was going, oh fucking hell, they rushed this. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I can't imagine yeah. that. Oh, they modelled every fucking muscle in this horse's back legs painstakingly over months, but it's a bit. This shit. main character's just a reskinned version of Trevor. They <laughs> <laughs> use the same voices. I would be okay if there's a like Trevor's like great 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 granddad is in this game. Still yeah, a like, psychopath, like a hillbilly drunk. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a psychopath, yeah. I'd be alright with that. But It'd anyway, that's that. Uh, Call of Duty movie finds a director. Oh, is it Michael Bay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Alright, let me see. I, I didn't know his name. Stefano Solima is his name. Fantastic. He's the director of Sicario 2, which is not out yet. I didn't even... Oh, that was what I was going to say. So uh, I would have to hold judgment. There's a trailer for it in which uh, Benicio Del Toro holds a handgun in one hand and with the other hand on the trigger just proper rallies the trigger like into someone's (laughs) fucking stomach. So that's cool. Like rapid fire. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of just holding the gun and trigger in one hand and just squeezing it with your index finger, like holds the gun in one hand, use the index finger on the other hand and just like on the trigger. And then he gets banned for cheating. (laughs) Yeah, which is rude <laughs> Benicio Del Toro come on mate what are you doing do you know what I mean um, but let's be honest Call of Duty could be any fucking game couldn't it <laughs> what does that mean no I mean the film it could be any film <laughs> oh right it could and you could call it Call of Duty so really you've got the title there most most video game to movie tie in yeah. adaptations have got a very like linear set of events that they can do but you could literally do anything with Call of Duty. Yeah. Just, oh, it's a shooty, shooty gunman film. Yeah. It's just like a Jason Statham movie, and I just go, oh, it's Call of Duty. And everyone would be like, yeah, I believe that. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. here's the plot to the Call of Duty film. Keanu Reeves, oh, yeah. right, his dog, right, gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to get <laughs> a rampage through the hitman. Yeah. I'd he joins that. the army, and he goes into a um, an unnamed eastern country. And just blitzes it to pieces to avenge his dog. Hmm. Yeah. Call of Duty. Or cat. Or cat. Actually, yeah, it's yeah. changed it up a bit. Cat. And then Call of Duty 2, they do it. Yeah. yeah. And then they do it with a hamster. I feel like of the three of us, Rob, you've probably actually taken in most of the story of the Call of Duty games, right? Yeah. I always say the Modern Warfare stories were fantastic with Price and Soap and those guys and the conspiracies that went on and obviously the controversy with... Uh, no Russian and things like that and the controversy that surrounded it. Yeah. Uh, I think that they would make good films, but then again, someone that's played them, you'd probably know. And I don't think that they're really going to care about the storyline too much because, like I say, they can go anywhere with it, any country. Uh, there'll be some sort of Arabic enemy hmm. because you've got to, haven't you, these days? Hmm. Yeah. Probably not far off. Probably not. Um, so that Tomb Raider film comes out in like two weeks. Yeah. We're all pretty excited about it, I assume. The well, it looks pretty faithful, doesn't it? Like, I've looked at the trailer and it's got all of the, you know, the things that say, hey, look, we've watched, we've played the game. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it looks like it's, like Rob said, 
looks like it's actually staying true to it. You can tell it's a Tomb Raider movie. It looks like a Tomb Raider game. So, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I think the actress is quite good as well. It's got good casting. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm a bit worried that they're just going to go down the same route that the games went. And it's just going to be like an action sequence of her falling and somehow not dying. Tied together with a little bit of conversation. And then she falls again. Of like... Yeah a gargantuan mountain and somehow hasn't broken a leg, rib, arm, any bones and is still alive. And um, it becomes quite comedic towards the end of the <laughs> yeah, exactly. silly sound effects. Like, <laughs> and she just falls over. But Gareth, are you going to be annoyed unless you have uh, that explanation as to why the other people are there? There's not going to be any need for an explanation, I don't think. No, but you said more. during the game that that's the one thing that annoyed you. Yeah, during the game, because you have like 30 men running at you with guns. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen in the film, surely. It's not going to happen. Come on, man. That can't happen in the film. Well, they're all there to find some secret treasure, aren't they? I don't know. In, okay. in the game, Lara Croft kills like 6,000 men by the end of the game on this <laughs> island that's supposed to be like impossible to get to. Yeah. And they all have guns. They have fucking guns. Anyway, here's a quote from Alicia Vikander, who's playing Lara Croft. Uh, My breasts are not as pointy as Lara Croft. Oh, God. Yeah. That's all she said. Yeah, she said that on Graham Norton. So. Brilliant. No more reason for you to go see it, Rob. Well, yeah, thank God. Why don't she go and tits out? I would say prove it. But you. Prove it. You're saying all this stuff. Prove it, I dare you. They look yeah, pointy but... to me. They need to be out of that shirt. Yeah. But Dave, <laughs> we can't say that now because of... No, sexist. You know? Sexist, right? I don't know. If Rob told me his breasts were pointy, I would still ask him to prove that. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah you got a point, sexist. actually. Yeah. Literally. All right. Yeah. Uh, Neil Druckmann. You know him, oh, right? Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Neil Druckmann. I'm not at all just Googling him. He right wrote The Last of Us, uh, Naughty Dog. Yeah. Uh, he has revealed that he actually doesn't want a movie of The Last of Us to happen. No one does. Well, no, because isn't the <laughs> game the movie? Again, haven't yeah. played it, but everyone keeps on screaming about how it's one of the best, like, scripts to game. Uh, yeah. You know, and it feels like you're playing a movie, it's fantastic, and the whole reason that you're so close to the characters is because it is a game. It's so well, it, movie, it would just fucking kill it, wouldn't it? It's so complete and so whole, and the whole realisation, the vision of who made it and who came up with it is so complete that you don't need a movie adaptation. It's like when you get a game that's a good idea and you think, oh, this would make a great movie because it's so expansive stuff, but The Last of Us doesn't need to be made into a movie because the concept is so well realised straight from the first effort. Mm. It's an uh, unbelievably good game. So I keep saying, like, again, Naughty Dog, but Uncharted. They're like, oh, yeah, imagine this, but as, like, a James Bond-style movie franchise. Like, Indiana Jonesy style you know, adventure. And I was just like, but surely all that the filmmakers would do is take the Uncharted story, which is already top-notch, and just put that to screen. Just take out the gameplay elements. Like... What would be different? What 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 would bringing it to the big screen change about, say, The Last of Us or Uncharted? It it seems a bit irrelevant. Yeah, well, the thing is, Neil Druckmann, he actually worked on the script for the movie. 
And he says, like, actually, now that I think about it, I actually don't want him to make the script that I wrote. Fair enough. Yeah. Which, uh, I wrote the script for you. Don't use it. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a guy who fucking loves video games and is like, you know what? Maybe this should stay a video game thing. Yeah. And not just get completely stolen by Hollywood. It's like any time video games have a good idea, Hollywood's like, oh, we're having that. Yeah, we'll yeah and they it. just completely change the atmosphere or the, the meaning behind something. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. And I think, again, with, like, say, a story paced, and again, haven't played it, but guessing that, you know, the pacing of the story in The Last of Us is so important. Trying to, like, cram, say, a 15-hour story mode into, like, two hours and a half is just not going to be... It's just not going to work, is it? The, the problem is, Dave, this is the problem that's always been with video game movie adaptations. Some of our best games that are made by some of the greatest minds in our industry, the likes of The Last of Us, they're made from the very pinnacle of what we hold up as the greatest games. They are then made and realised on the screen by some of the worst directors. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. So Hitman it never always quite, it, has a shit director. <laughs> it never, it never generates. It never goes across properly. And some of the best films, the gaming adaptations, are made by some of the worst game studios. So you don't get the best game companies working with the best directors to share the vision and bring it to life. You've always got the worst film directors mm. paid pittance with a shit budget to make the best gaming adaptations and again the best films are often carted off to the worst developers to hash out something very quickly yeah you got a point well mm. speaking of shit video game films <laughs> yeah they're making a, a sonic the hedgehog movie oh i can't wait for this mixing cgi and uh, real life actors yeah uh, it's gonna be like a chipmunk movie Probably, and it's being uh, produced by Tim Miller, who produced Deadpool. No, oh, that's a bit. Unless they're going to make uh, Sonic R-rated, <laughs> he's just going to be like a speedy like drug lord or something. Then I'm probably not going to be interested in it. <laughs> speedy drug lord. <laughs> suppose they could change the name. <laughs> if Sonic is a drug dealer dealing in speed, then that would be yes. absolutely perfect. Exactly. And Mario's got <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah, smash it. <laughs> <coughs> Nintendo Drug Garden. Uh. It'd be nice. Drug Labo. <laughs> Thank you very much. See, I'm on fire today. I've just got to kick myself up into a few more gears. What other um, platformer stars would do drugs, though? Crash Bandicoot, he's always off his fucking nut. <laughs> he no, but you see him, don't you? He's like... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then he's just running around, stick. jumping around. I think to be a two, like a platforming person, you have to be kind of like crazy. I mean, Jack from Jack and Daxter, he's like... He's obviously on some sort of crack cocaine um, binge that he's coming down from. Crack and Daxter. Jack too. Wow! <laughs> wow! Why, what are we doing with our... Look how good we are. We are fantastic at what we do, and yet no one listens to us. <laughs> it's just so unjust. I listen to podcasts all the time, and 
We've done like three puns in the, we people we don't sit there and we don't come up with these puns beforehand. Uh, this is not scripted. This is just off the cuff. And people are gonna sit there and go, no, nah, that's scripted. How can you come up with puns like that time after time after time? But you just have to r- remember that we are who we are. We don't do it on purpose. It just comes out as gold. <sighs> and some of the puns we've come out on this probably not you, Dave. No, I'm not very good with puns. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> we've come up with could could literally be held up as some of the best puns ever made. And Crack and Daxter was just there. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there. Well done, Gareth. Thanks, guys. Uh, accept yeah. this award on behalf of all listeners to the Game Central podcast. All three <laughs> of them. Um, yeah. Right. In our final story of the week, uh, something small and light uh, to end it. Oh, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Funnily enough, uh, yeah. President Donald Trump oh, uh, blames gun violence on movies and video games, and he says oh. this is his bright idea. He thinks there should be some kind of rating system so kids can't play these violent games. Whoa, chill! Oh, brilliant! But give the Whoa. teachers guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, have we gone back in time? Is it 1998 again? It Fucking is. hell! Oh, what happened in 1998? There was a massive uh, scandal in Britain about uh, violent video games. Oh, with, God. yeah. Well, it's one way to stop school shootings, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. That's why everywhere in the world there are school shootings where they sell yeah, exactly. violent video games. Yeah, hundred percent. Literally, the gun threat in uh, my school is like maximum. It's like red yeah. alert all the time. Everyone just start whoa because we know that some kids in this school play GTA Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're definitely going to murder people with a fucking not or saying a yeah. gun. So what what gun do you carry into school, Dave? Uh, me myself, uh, M16. Like nice. I just I just go hardcore. I actually keep it on my back, and if the kids are misbehaving, I just swift it around onto my Swip. front. You know, so that they know that I'm ready. I can just pull it out and just get them full auto. Yeah, and you didn't need to train for that because you've played shooting games before and they just prepare you completely. I've completely Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm I'm done. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. What about you, Rob? What do you take to school with you weapon-wise? Can I just say that I do not condone or I do not carry any firearms with me. Okay. Um, I think uh, it's very dangerous territory. And I think if Dave's employers were to hear that, um, they would terminate his contract immediately. Do, do we have to say explicitly that was obviously a joke? Is that what we're <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, if I, if well, I no, no, no. Literally. To school, it would definitely be obvious. <laughs> if someone was to listen, uh, imagine if someone was to listen to this podcast one day. And then <laughs> I, just I can't like, imagine uh, that. I literally can't imagine that, Rob. <laughs> Can you imagine it? I know it sounds weird. <laughs> And then they sort of forward it on to, I don't know, the Sun or Metro, and it says school person brags about taking guns into school. <laughs> I'm just trying to look they out for you know, guys. They don't know where I live. They know my name. We're always it, going about Birmingham, and your name's David Ellery. That is yeah, true. There must be loads of David Ellerys in Birmingham. Not really. It's a very okay. London name. Well. Maybe uh, maybe I don't actually live in the UK. I live in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Well, then that's definitely okay to talk about it. See, thank you very much. There we go. Thank Just you. to clarify, I now live in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and it's legal to carry guns. Yes. There we go. But Gareth will cut it out anyway for your own safety. <laughs> that's all right, then. <laughs> thank you. I'll just bleep it all. It'd be The past three minutes will all be one big, long bleep. that will make your ears bleed. 
Good. And that's what we need to do. This whole podcast could just be white noise. It wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> which I would like, personally. Personally soothing for two hours. <laughs> yeah, and it's, a, it's Gareth's favourite noise. He hates black noise, as he calls it. Oh, hello. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, hello, here he goes again. Jesus. Oh, let's not start the rant. No. Is that it for the news? <laughs> That's it for the news, yes. <laughs> right, okay. So you've got to cut like the last six minutes of it. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment. I'm Gareth, uh, the host of this segment. I'm going to keep it short and sweet uh, today because it's ten past eleven on the 6th of March and I have work tomorrow and I'm probably still going to be doing this about half an hour from now Uh, I'm going to be very tired tomorrow morning so from the Fury soundtrack which is a fantastic soundtrack of all like synth um, people who do uh, music for video game soundtracks they all came together and did the uh, soundtrack for it this is from Carpenter Brut from the Fury soundtrack and the song is called Enraged
Nintendo Switch? Have you got one? What do you think about it? Leave comments below me. Uh, there's nothing below me. This is a podcast. But maybe just say your comments. Like, if you're on the train, just say a we comment. Give us a like. Give us a like as well. Or and how you do that is literally by screaming in public, like. Yeah, this is shit. Don't listen to this. Uh, which is brilliant. Uh, subscribe. You can do that, can't you, Gareth? Yes, that's how you listen to the podcast. Okay. Gareth, tell us. You bought a Switch a year ago. Mm-hmm. You were one of the early adopters. Mm. Are you regretting it or are you uh, happy with your purchase a year on? I am happy with my purchase, though I do admit I haven't played my Switch in a while. Um <coughs> Never actually did get around to completing Zelda. I played like a hundred or so hours of it, but I never got around to completing it. Did complete Mario Odyssey, um, but those are the only two games I've played. Probably equates to like less than 200 hours of gameplay over the two games I've played. Um, Which in an entire year is actually not that much. No. Like I've only used my Switch to play two games. Yeah. um, Which some people might see as like a a bad thing, but I got it knowing I wanted to play those two games. Anything after these is like a massive bonus for me. Yeah. So as far as so, I'm concerned, it's been a success for me. For you, personally. Yeah. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, 100%. I've, I've not swore to myself, oh, well, wasn't that a big old waste of money? Uh, because I think you go into it knowing what you're going to get. And like I said, I've played Mario... I played Zelda, Mario Kart. I bought Bayonetta on it the other day. Yeah. And I think there's so many games I would love to see on it, but I don't think it's the right company. If it was Xbox or Sony, then they would probably go for it that way. I'm talking about games that were released a few years ago that I'd not necessarily sit at home and play, but I'd love to play while I'm on the move. Like like... Skyrim? Well, not just Skyrim. I'm talking about those games like that were received well but didn't get much of an audience like Split Second which I'm absolutely loving at the moment Yeah, I don't know maybe a GTA or you know the older ones that were on uh, Xbox and PS2 I think there's a big back catalogue there where if it was Sony or Microsoft that they would continue to release them SSX Free just games like that that you could buy for like £7 Mm. Um, and I think over the next few years it would be nice to see Nintendo on their their shop uh, kind of try and incorporate more of that stuff uh, because they're not releasing big names as we know on a regular basis but I just would love like a handheld device where I could play all those games that I wanted and that's what maybe the PSP was supposed to be and the PlayStation Vita but while there were some ports of games like PS1 games and stuff like that it's very limited but this looks like a console that you could literally just download anything you would like. And that um, Xbox Game Pass, I would love something like that on the Switch. I don't no, know about think, you, Gareth. Isn't that Dave. kind of ni- what Nintendo have said they were going to do? Yeah, but I don't just mean Nintendo titles. I'm ah. talking about the like, EA ones and stuff like yeah. that. Stuff that I would just, just like to pause. say, you know, what would I like to play on my commute to work today? Oh, I'll download SSX3 or... Need for Speed Underground 2 or just something like that that you could play for just something throwaway rather than having to invest in these £40 games every single time 
Yeah. I think there's definitely space for something like that. And yeah, like um, you said, those like those classics, which the Switch is graphically capable of, like reproducing, yeah. if not at better quality than was original. And uh, yeah, I think that should be the market that it kind of goes into now. Because you know, it's the, one of the biggest. I think it's destroyed the Wii U sales already. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And you've got guys like me that aren't necessarily big Nintendo fans that aren't going to wait for Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and stuff, who would love to use it as a kind of retro machine as well. And I don't know what the legality of it all, because I know Need for Speed and the like came out on the GameCube, and like they've had a few on the Wii and stuff like that. So I'm not sure about that. But there are so many games that I would just love to play on the Switch when I'm out and about. And that aren't necessarily Zelda or Mario or these big games. And I think sort of the disposable games, the sort of Game Pass uh, that is similar to it, where you could just literally download the night before games that you'd like to play and then just play them while you're on your way to work and then the next day just download something else. Um, because, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I want to see from it, whether or not Nintendo would do that. It, yeah. Have you? What about the eShop before Gareth on the Wii and the Wii U? Has it ever been that kind of friendly to people that like those retro games from other companies? Uh, well, Nintendo have been very active with their retro stuff. The problem is, like, if you buy, say, a NES game on the Wii, then you also had to buy it on the Wii U and on the DS because, like, their yeah. stores never interact. So there's yeah. not. They've really been a uh, like a constant with your accounts. So, like, if I had already bought, say, Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, I would yeah. still have to buy it every time they re-release it on every shop they ever put out. Um, yeah. Also, you know, third parties are notoriously not fans of putting games on Nintendo systems. So, a lot of these games you've just listed, like, there's basically zero chance yeah. they'll bother making one for Nintendo's next console. Because it's such a big investment in resources... Like, I'm yeah. surprised, like, they put bothered to put Doom on it. Like, that's a huge amount of effort <laughs> to put in for a game that basically no one has bought, to my recollection, on the Switch. Uh, no one that I know, because that's what I'm talking about. You've got the guy, the, the, the people that Switch is made for, they're not necessarily going to buy a Doom or be interested in it. And the people that have picked it up because they love playing games would have already played Doom on the PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird market and a weird console to put it on. Um, but again, I've heard that it's fantastic and it, it, it works brilliantly on the Switch. But again, it's not something I'm going to pick up until it's like nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, the days when I used to only have a GameCube, I would see yeah. all these games coming out <laughs> on PlayStation and Xbox, even just like the latest like FIFA or whatever. Yeah. It'd be like crapshoot if it was going to come out on the GameCube that year. You just never knew. Yeah, exactly. Just a bit sort of jealous. And then it's that little fetus stick, the yellow one on the GameCube, that just fucked everything up. <laughs> and, and I know you're probably going to say, yeah, well, it's a lovely little stick. I love that little mate. That was really nice. But, but it weren't. It was, like, awful. And <laughs> trying to play anything on it that wasn't built around it, it's a fucking pain. I don't know why it wasn't just a normal analogue stick. <laughs> Stuff like Freedom Fighters and all these games yeah. that I really enjoyed, I tried to play on the GameCube and I was like, what the fuck? got what ruined is this? because you, it forced you to use that little yellow stick to do it, certain it, things. It's like, I don't know if you've tried to play 
a game on the Xbox without another analog stick, and it's, the analog sticks come off, and it's just like a little nub. It's like that. It's like a dirty little nubbing, like that hasn't even like a, like you know the you got those people with the little arms. Yeah, oh, it's God. not their fault. No, but it is literally. Why would you do that? But Nintendo always work with the like. Um... I mean, yeah, it's with their games in mind. But they always work with the like um, detriment of the system in mind. Like Metroid yeah. Prime, even though that's a first-person shooter, that little right stick doesn't aim. That just switches like your visors or your weapons or whatever. You aim by locking exactly. on. Like they figured it out. <laughs> no, they didn't. They had to build it around it. This they is what I'm to, saying. They had to port the programming into like so, so that the whole controller could be used. It's like, well, what are we going to use that little nub for? Fucking nub. I'll just use it to do the visor, mate. Yeah, the visors will do it. Yeah, you can change night vision in, like, Goldeneye. Oh, okay, cool. You know? Gold. Love it. Don't worry, Goldeneye. It's a James Bond. It's your one. (laughs) Nightfire, something like that. That's it, yeah, Nightfire. Yeah, and all these games just didn't work on it because Nintendo were like, oh, let's be a little bit different. Let's just put an underdeveloped fetal stick on there. And then, like, we'll we'll know what we're doing with our game, so we're all right. Okay, so, Rob, if they release the next FIFA on Switch so you can play it on the tube, will you buy it on the Switch, or will you just still buy the PS4 version? Well, I bought it on the Switch, so take it to Ireland with me. Well, there you go. Question Um, answered. And I bought it, and then when I come back, I was like, oh, I don't need to play this anymore, because it wasn't using the Frostbite engine and it felt a bit like the previous FIFAs, like FIFA 12 and stuff like that. So it was a yeah. compromise, uh, maybe a bit too much of a compromise for me, but I tried it out, I played it, and if I did like it, I would have kept it. So there is space for those kind of games, for me especially, and I just want a massive catalogue of games that I can take around with me because, you know, you have loads of consoles at, at times. I've got an Xbox One, Xbox uh, PS4, and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, I've only got one portable console. It's not like we have multiple portable consoles that we take out for different things. Yeah, and at the moment, one. there's not a, a handheld console out there that caters for what a lot of people probably want. I know people get, like, these re- these GPX 32s and things like that that can play Sega Mega Drive games and things yeah, like that, homebrew games. Yeah, but yeah. there's no real... There's, like, a there's a whole era that's missing from handhelds um and that's that kind of era that's still quite popular you'll notice when people release uh the export on the xbox one they've just released the likes of crackdown and splinter cell conviction and yeah i've been playing split second myself and drive there's a real upsurge in people just like shit i love that game i'm gonna buy yeah, it do you remember this and things like that and yeah, Black Ops, when that came out, that yeah, was compatibility. that was crazy good. Shot game. through the roof. Everyone wanted to play it again. And that's what I'm saying. There, need, there needs to be... I know they've tried it with the PlayStation um, service, the now Play Now, whatever it's called. It's so crap, no one even knows what it's called. <laughs> it just needs to be something that's continuously just giving you these games that you can play in a, fi- in a fashion of Netflix. I'll be watching something on Netflix and just stop playing, watching it halfway through and never go back to it because I can. Because I, it's not like a DVD where I bought it and I feel like I have to watch it. Yeah, so you got a point. Yeah. For me, that's that's the switch that it needs. It needs to do that to carry on because there's people like 
I mean, I'm not sitting here really excited over Donkey Kong crying because I can't wait for it to come out. I don't know why I'd be crying, but you know, you do. Well, get you never know. Crying. You could, yeah, you could be crying. So, Dave, what do you need for you to be able to buy uh, a Switch? Money. What needs to happen? So, I if you had understand. that money and it was fine, and people. No, said, I think. Yeah, I think for me, it's mainly um, like you said. It's it's. I'm waiting for like the games library to expand like i've heard really positive things about the um about like the indie market as it were uh, like these 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 like lesser or these smaller developed games are and they're saying is that the nintendo store is actually it's an easier process to get indie games onto it than say the playstation or the xbox store and you know you got you've got a direct marketplace then to yeah. like sell your game correctly and uh because of the switch, it's handheld, and they said, you know, and it gives you a nice, nice platform to be where it doesn't just have to be an inbuilt game like on an Xbox. Mm. It could be both, and it means that we can now really change the way that we're developing this game. So, you know, as soon as the game's library kind of improves and goes past, like you said, the larger, um, the larger titles, then I reckon I'll be really tempted to. You know, I'm I'm already tempted to purchase one with just the larger titles. Like yeah. I don't think that I would use the portability of it though. I can't think just in my lifetime or well, this my, is it, and it's in it my day to day. I don't know whether I would use it. Like I don't commute to work. Um, if I'm going on holiday, I'm the one usually driving. Yeah. Um, driving know, the plane. And, yeah, I'm usually driving the plane. Um, yeah, because no, we usually do like holidays in the UK, yeah. and um, so yeah, it'll be stuff like. Yeah, if I go on holiday abroad, then I might use it. If I go, you know, if I'm out and about or if I'm actually taking public transport for some reason. I'm yeah, like, and yeah. I want to play GTA on the bus, on the train. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. I think, I I think it games. just needs... It needs more of the titles which would entice me into it. Like you said, if it's even... If it's even, like, arcade sport titles, like, yeah. I think those would be the sorts of games that I'll be interested in, like Excitebike or, um, like... Yeah. Um, Freestyle, oh, what is the name of the game? Freestyle Metal X, probably. No, you. No, now, the um, BMX Motorsport. Triple X. Yes, <laughs> back then. Even that, even if that's uh, just available on a store that I could play if I wanted, yeah. because when I get on the train sometimes and I sit down, I can't be bothered to play Zelda. It's such an investment of time. And yeah. It's not a game you can just pick up yeah. and just put a few minutes into. The same yeah, with all know. of these big games. I just want to play a piece of shit. Yeah, that I just muck up. I want to play Tony Hawk's Free. What a fucking game that was. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah like I want to play that. Do. I want to play it for half an hour on a Wednesday and then fuck it off. You know, that's yeah. what I want to do. And that's drop where in, drop out gameplay. And yeah. I think that's the sorts of games in which, like you said, they need to focus on now. And, you know, as well as the big titles, like they, there's part of their fan base and there's part of their user base that will only use it, like I just said, as a home console. So those big game titles will be the selling point. So they need yeah. to focus on them. But like you said, just just go to your back catalogue. Just grab some of the games in which, you know, you can play, like Game Boy games, like old SNES games where you can just play them on a bus. You don't mind if you just die or you don't mind if you have to just turn it off quickly. Yeah. Because you haven't invested anything into it. It's not like you can just go in and, and again, I don't know how it works. Are there like save points or can you just save it on the spot and then just turn it off? You just go in sleep mode. Yeah, so that's it. Boom. 
But, yeah. um, you know, it's still an investment. It's not like I can sit there and be like, oh, I can get fully invested in this game on the bus yeah. and then miss my bus stop and be like, oh, shit. I was playing Wipeout towards the end of my Vita lifestyle. I was playing Wipeout Pure, which is uh, a, P- a PSP game that was released for the Vita. I wouldn't yeah. play that at home but when i was on a train or or a bus i loved it because it was just quick it was immediate and it was a nice game to play uh so metal gear acid. i would play at home yeah do you remember metal gear acid on the psp it i remember was, uh, it. it was a, a metal gear card game where yeah. if you like if you had i think it was like two cards of equal value and then it wasn't like a clear draw well it was a draw you'd go into like an actual like pvp mode where you would like be controlling like snake and just shoot shoot a character and then be yeah. like okay i win and then but that's what kojima realized yeah. people obviously there was portable ops and people loved that yeah they did, people actually. don't necessarily want to sit there on a train playing an in-depth metal gear game and that's why Peace Walker worked as well, is that it was it was in-depth and it was like the first game in the Metal Gear series, because obviously it's handheld, where you could pause the cutscenes. Now, the cutscenes yeah. weren't long, but you could pause them, turn it into sleep mode, and then watch it again. Yeah. Like, you could rewind, fast-forward, stop it, pause it. Like, the cutscenes were just completely, like, at your control. So, so Gareth, yeah. me yeah. and Dave are pretty much coming from the you know the playstation era and the xbox we're those kind of guys you have obviously had a nintendo console numerous times throughout your life mm-hmm. are you happy with it are you happy where it's going or is there something that you want a little bit of extra uh, i'm happy i'm content with how it is now you know i've i bought it to play zelda knowing that i would also want to play Mario. <coughs> i played both those games Anything I get now is a bonus. Like, I know Metro Prime 4 is coming. I know they said they're making a Pokemon for it. Probably they'll do the Smash Bros. on it. Like, if those games come out two years from now, I will still be happy that I bought a Switch at launch. So that's... That's what I'm saying, because me and Dave are getting all excited, saying this is what we want. And you're probably sitting there shaking your head like, dear, dear, simple boys. You'll be lucky (laughs) if you even get Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze in the next six months. A little bit. Because yeah. there is literally nothing on the way to Christmas, is there? Uh, um, I guess we'll find out at um, <laughs> E3. E3. I was yeah. about to say, yeah, what, is it Skyrim is the only game that's been... Is that released now? That's, that's, that's now. been out for a while, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, what is wrong um, with you recently? I, I have not been with it, I'll be honest with you, this year. Have you, what's been going on, mate? Um... Just, just tired. You're just tired. <laughs> so you just missed the release of uh, Skyrim. It's because I'm not really. I don't have a Switch, so I heard it was coming out, and I went, okay, cool. And then I kind of just, it just, it, it, it came and went. Okay. Well, so, yeah. let me tell you this. The good thing about Nintendo is because they can do Nintendo Directs at any time for anything. They don't really need an E3 to sort of say this game's coming out in a month. So, you yeah. know, you can never be 100% sure that nothing else is coming out this year just because it's not announced yet. So, yeah, we'll just see have your happens. Switch, have it sit in charging, and then when you need it for when they bring out, like, Smash Bros. Melee Remastered or whatever, then it's just there, yeah. ready to go. Because, you know, you just... God. If you're a Nintendo fan, you need patience, and I've learned patience over yeah. owning an N64, GameCube, Wii, and Wii U, all from Nintendo. I've learned it. 
for barrel. <laughs> Just have a little patience. patience. Hey, Dave, whenever I've asked you to join in with one of my songs. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where I was just, oh, No, wow. I've never said Dave, would you like to do a duet? Oh, I want to. Miss right. You. On to what have we been playing? Ooh, just straight in. So, what have we been playing this week, or this month? Um, we're going to start with you, Dave, because right now you're you're becoming a little bit <laughs> controversial. You know, you're doing a few things that I'm not too happy with, but a few things that are making me a little bit uncomfortable. Like what? I don't know, maybe not knowing that Skyrim's been released, or <laughs> joining in when I start belting out one of my hits. You know? It's one just things like hit. that. So, are you Gary Barlow? I wasn't going to say anything, Dave, because I know you don't like him, but you have been speaking to Gary Barlow for the last two years. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Just have a little patience, all right? It's and tell bad. us what you've been playing this week. Um, so I've been playing um, more PUBG, but I don't need to go into that. A uh, recent update yesterday, 5 gig update, uh, improved the graphics slightly, Um I still have massive issues with its loading. Well, it's rendering. Yes. It's less to do with its loading. It's just more to do with its rendering. Like, I could be landed. Like, so you jump out the plane, parachute down. I could be landed and staring at this building, which is just like a cobbled mess of, like, painted textures, yeah. waiting for about two minutes for it to load. And I'm just like, am I the only one suffering like this? And then I see, like, the rest of my squad also staring at the exact same building, waiting for it to render. Wow, that uh, sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, it does. But I'm confident, like, again, I feel like that I'm, you know, I'm being a bit pissy, but you just go, look. No, you're not. You've got so much money. for something. Yeah, you, you've literally just earned so, like, horrendous, like, record-breaking figures in, like, the first month of it. Gareth doesn't have to do that, Dave. He's not <laughs> sitting there going, oh, where's this building, or... You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, Gareth supposed is to be He's here. got the full release. He's like, boom. Yeah. You know, don't matter. And then all um, you little dickheads are going around going, oh, where's this building gone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got crushed by a... I, I ran into a warehouse that had rendered, but I was obviously Brilliant. an idiot because the inside hasn't rendered. <laughs> Fantastic. So I ran into the middle. I yeah. ran into the middle of this warehouse and I actually yeah. got crushed and died when the crates rendered in and all Brilliant. fell on my head. So, yeah. you know, happy day. Yeah, well, that's uh, what makes it exciting, isn't it? Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but genuinely, you know, like I have been enjoying it again. Like you know, I think my my genuine my my first stage excitement of it has kind of dwindled a bit. Um, yeah. You know, my well, my. I'm looking forward to Eminem's new album. Uh, it's an early release. It's just got uh, the beat and nothing else. <laughs> but oh. I'm pretty sure when he uploads the lyrics and the baseline and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that, sick. it's going to be fantastic. So you might want to buy that, Dave. Yeah, exactly. I think I will. No, but yeah. I'm just saying that like, the gameplay-wise, it's still really fun to play like uh, in a group. I've I've done a couple of solo matches, and I, I like I don't think the game for me is as good in a solo uh, realm. I feel so apparently like everyone's going over to Fortnite now. Cheap. Yeah, everyone's going over. To, I don't know. I That's guess what I've heard. They keep switching in between, don't they? 
It's just like, oh, Fortnite's again. Really good. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. Have you heard anything, Gareth? Uh, I just know Fortnite's been very popular recently. But it's free, so of course it will be. Yeah, yeah all those little tramps. <laughs> um, I've also... <laughs> no, but the thing is, you've got kids paying to play a game mm-hmm. that's not finished, and then you've got people releasing a game that's finished that's free. Uh-huh. So what's the better deal, Dave? Yeah, you've got a point. Like, yeah. I can hear you, yeah. <laughs> I know, all right. <laughs> But, you know, I paid for it, so I'm fucking playing it. Like, that's oh, yeah. what my friends base are, so I'm fucking playing it. Uh, this month as well, I've been playing with Michael. Uh, we've been playing the co-op on Dying Light. So it's oh, the same campaign. I'm enjoying it, but again, I'm getting frustrated with it. Like, it I find... the guy who plays a game where buildings don't even render. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm enjoying the game, but, like, I mean... But... I get frustrated, and I think it's purpose. Like you know, it's, it's, really it's meant to be like this. Okay, yeah. so I'm not criticizing the game. I'm just, I'm just saying my feelings is that you know I get so it's frustrated with it because, um, just the gameplay. Well, we're doing side quests as long with the main quest. The side quests are really quite boring. They're the same generic, collect this, turn this on, etc. Yeah. Render um, this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Get an yeah. actual good graphics card, render this, get a yeah. good dedicated server, you shit. Get crushed uh, by a, you know, a crate. Getting crushed by a warehouse. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just find some, like, a couple of things, especially in the start of the game, where, yeah. like, they just, they're just niggling at me, really. Like, you know, so this guy, <laughs> a, um, he's an army veteran, isn't he, pretty much? Like, so he's a soldier yeah. and everything like this. But because I haven't upgraded him that much yet, his stamina is shit. So he can run for oh, maybe sorry. about 200 metres and then he's panting. And well, how long can go, you run for, Dave? I'm not an army vet. Okay, he's well, trained he's a to vet. be in the army. Okay, he's a, vet a veteran. It doesn't mean okay. he's still doing runs out there with the lads. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, his stamina must be better than an average person's stamina. However... When have you done this research? Huh? <laughs> Oh, when have you done this research? Fuck off. Like, come on. You know, no, listen, like, he's, the he's problem I have with job. you, yeah? Listen, oh, you and yeah, your brother, oh. I played games with you. You laugh. You make jokes. You, you say stuff. Dead, Dying Light, yeah, is a game that I really enjoy playing on my own because there's a certain atmosphere to that game of loneliness and feeling um, yeah, but that sort still of comes vulnerable. Through. That still comes through in the multiplayer. Like it is a hundred percent impossible to like like. So there's the objective. Right, we're running towards it, but we always yeah. take separate paths. You're always going to be like I. I always like turn a corner and there's like a massive horde of zombies. I know I've made a wrong turn, and you've got to like you know you've got to learn your way around the city. I'm really enjoying that. I'm are enjoying you doing the main the story. The first city of Haran, or are you doing the second city? I'm still in Haran. Um, Have you been on the big bridge? Yeah, we've just done a um, side oh, quest. I fucking love that. Well, you got to go onto the big, uh, on the big bridge and like grab all the um, working yeah. UV bulbs. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, it's it, it's fantastic. Like the sound thank is. Thank you. That's great. what I want to hear. Oh, it is. Thank you, Pavel. I'm... Say thank you, Pavel. Why am I saying thank you, Pavel, for? Because he done the sound. Well, thank you, Pavel, for the sound. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's not here. And I don't think he's listening. How do you know he's not? It's the same. Exactly. What, have you kept him? Have you kidnapped I might have him? Done. Okay, I thank you, Pavel. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they were the good old days when we were all in unemployed and I could spend my time literally doing stuff. Pavel, don't listen to Dave. Dying Light is a fantastic game. You've done really well. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's a good game. Okay. I think it goes boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but he uses instruments. He doesn't just use his voice like that. Yeah, thank you. All right. Now, um, Dave, listen. Yes. All right. Don't play it with Michael. Play it on your own. Go out there, right? Go out there. Load yourself up with weapons. Make the better weapons if you must. Go out there. Wear headphones. Turn all the... Don't have any distractions. Go out there and play the game as it was meant to be played. Yeah, no, like I said, I am enjoying it. And I think I will. Like, And again, I think a lot of my frustrations come from the fact that it is a learning curve. It's a learning curve, learning how to actually... Like, it's difficult with, like, the parkour stuff and the climbing. Like, yeah. jumping onto, like, oh, here's a, here's a safe zone where you can jump from height into, like, say, trash cans or, like, sofas. And, yeah. like, you, you miss it by, like, quite literally, like, two inches. Doesn't matter, you're fucking dead. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's... It's, it's a steep learning curve. But I said I feel like over... And I, like, genuinely, I was hating it for, like, the first week that I played it. Yeah. And then literally I got over the curve and I started enjoying it a bit more and went, oh, no, I can do this. And now I'm at the stage where I'm fully appreciating it. And I'm going, oh, no, let's just do it a bit more. And I think it just comes from, like you said, like exploring it, leveling up, um, learning how to craft, learning how to use the craft system. Um, yeah, Dying Light should have been a much um, bigger hit than it was. That's what I mean. And it is fantastic. I think um, as soon as like you get to a certain level, like we're on like, I'm on level nine now. His stamina's at a level where I can actually fight zombies now, so therefore I'm not just... It's it's irritating when you hit a horde, for example, and you're like, I, I can't, I've got no other options but to run. Yeah. Um, and then that was frustrating for me because, you know, you have to... Uh, well, there's a part of me that's like, I oh, know, it's a zombie horde, let's just fight through it. But it punishes you for that. You sit there and go, no, you won't be able to survive, so you just get eaten. The end. Yeah. Uh, I'm at a level now where I can probably put up a decent fight to get through a small horde, just to continue my path rather than finding a new one. Um, what I love to do to level up, Dave, yeah. is I'd sort of get on top of a box and uh, let the zombies come to me by lighting a flare or something, and then just individually taking them out, bang, headshot, bang, headshot, or with a pick, bang, head pick, bang, head pick. Yeah. And it does something amazing, which only that and probably Fallout 4 manages, and that is the feeling of, absolute nothingness and um, yeah <laughs> no Gareth the empty laugh. feeling I know you mean but it in a good you... way but it didn't sound like it yeah, exactly. if, if, if you stand <laughs> in the middle of Fallout 4 doing nothing yeah and you hear the wind blowing and you hear like gunshots in the distance and you hear birds or you hear whatever it is it is even games like Grand Theft Auto and that they can't really do it any other open world but you sit, you just stop for a moment in those games and it's eerie. Like there's there's a feeling of yeah. just evil. And I think, it's weird. I think I've never felt it, but like during in like a, an, any other zombie game, like, but when it turns night, there's a genuine sense of anxiety yeah. that I feel where yeah. you go, shit, I'm actually so far away from a safe zone. I'm a bit anxious now. And, and you are fucked. That's what I mean. Like when I'm because I'm playing with uh, Michael, like I have the headset on, I have the TV down low, so all the sound is coming through 
my headset like i've i've set yeah. up the leveling so that the chat is lower than the game settings so that i still hear like you said you hear like um the zombies like screaming in the distance and you're like yeah. shit that's the way i've got to go so you generally do feel anxious but it's not like left for dead where no don't, don't get I mean. me started on that game i dislike that game immensely and it's i know it's like, popular and like because... dead island yeah, you leave. Uh, you leave again, your pack in Dead game. or yeah, Left for Dead. You're fucked. You have got no way. But there's always a way in um, Dead. What's it called? Dying Light. Sorry. Yeah. There's always a way in Dying Light to save yourself or get out of a situation. Yeah. But you've got to think quick. You can't sit around going, "Oh, what's going on?" You literally have to start sprinting and get yourself away. Or like even in a night situation, you do have time to think, but sensibly, like get to a high ground, look around, be like, right, there's the route, I now need to go. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's that sort of, like I said, I think my main frustrations in the game comes from just generic game play. And it's yeah. just like side missions. They're not going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, so they are generic, but they help you level up. And I think there is a level cap where you, you're you doing like a main mission. And you're like, this is well hard. And then you're like, oh no, I should actually level up. And yeah. so the game doesn't really like hold your hand. They're like, yeah, this oh, is going to so. be difficult. Um, you can try it if you want. We recommend doing that side mission first. But, yeah. you know, fuck it. Do whatever you wish. Um, so, yeah. We didn't like have the biggest budget. And that's why, like I say, things yeah, about yeah. Platinum Games, where, you know, I feel that they're the darling of the industry and they get that, that free pass that other games wouldn't necessarily get. And for, for a game of its size and its budget, uh, Dying Light is a fantastic game. Yeah, exactly. And should be applauded. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the developers does next, but there's nothing really on the horizon. No. But no, yeah, like I said, I've been I'm enjoying that. Uh, I'm probably going to continue like you just said. Uh, waiting for Michael to actually continue this game. is yeah. you, you wait for fucking days. Um, yeah. So I will probably continue his co-op campaign on his save and then continue my own single-player campaign and just play that. Yeah, it's a so, completely yeah. different game when you play alone. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm still enjoying PUBG. So Thank you. That's what I've been doing. What, what have about you, been you doing? Gareth? Have oh. you asking Gareth or me, Dave? Uh, I, was, I was about to say Gareth, and then I realised that you were already talking. I was already him. saying it when I was like half yeah, exactly. saying it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's because we've not been done one for a few weeks. The no. timing's a bit off. I was going to say, we're not synced. No, we're not. Normally, we're like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I have played two things of note. Uh, the first thing is Civilization Six. Nice. Um, which is all right. Um, yeah. I don't really Full notice passion. too many differences between five and six, to be honest. Because uh, I, but you're a, a big fan of those games. Yeah, yeah, I played a lot of five, but then I play six, and I'm like, this feels almost exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> but so does okay. pussy. But you still love it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, Karen? Yes, I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just hard for me to um, pinpoint exactly why it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And no one ever wants that, really. It's starting to feel like one of those game series where you're like, why did they bother bringing out a new one? Yeah. Why don't you focus on the expansion pack? Like, um... Yeah, something like that. 
Uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I'm not that bothered about Civ Six. I've played a decent amount of it, but um, the main thing I'm bothered about is Dragon Ball Fighters, which I've been playing. Ooh. Wow, I didn't think you'd buy that. You're not much of a fighting game enthusiast. Yeah, is that the not. Switch game? No. Oh, yes. Felon. Uh, <laughs> it's getting worse than Guy now, isn't it? I am. I am just getting worse than Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have it on a uh, PC. Uh, as you said, Rob, I'm not a big fighting game guy, no. but I love Dragon Ball. Yes, it is the game I was thinking of, and I love it's the way it game. looks. I kept seeing like um, clips of people playing it on YouTube, and I was like, "Well, this looks like a game I have to play because <laughs> it looks amazing. The fighting is so like." hectic but in a way that you can tell is requiring skill um so i bought it i've played like 10 hours and i'm pretty yeah. sure i'm one of the worst people in the world at the game same with me mate fighters i'm just awful Street yeah fighter, anything i'm just i don't know what it is any game where you have to hold back to block or do a, any kind of quarter circle bullshit i'm just really <laughs> bad at <laughs> that's why i like smash Bros. so much because if you want to yeah. fire something out you just press b once and he will do it. If you want to, you know, do a spin move, you press down and B, and he'll just do it. Whereas, like, there have been so many fights. It, I'll be in, like, arcade mode, and I'll have two characters left. And it's like, okay, now I need to get serious. Okay, I've got enough to do my super move, and I won't Here do the comes. quarter circle right. And I'll, he'll <laughs> just, like, do a little yeah. dash forward into their move when I should have done a super. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so frustrating because I've, you know, I've played Street Fighter in the past, but I've always been shit at it. I just yeah. don't have that muscle memory of like a quarter circle. So yeah. for me to do a special move in Dragon Ball Fighters, it requires so much effort. <laughs> on, like in my brains, I was like, okay, down quarter circle forward. Like it's not, it's not a natural like movement for me. Yeah. I, you have to generally think about it. I find I can only play it for like an hour before I'm actually exhausted. From, like, <laughs> trying to think so differently to the way my brain has always worked. Because I only ever played Smash Bros. as a fighting game. Yeah. So, like, if I want to block, I have to hold back direction. What the fuck is that? That's awful. In Smash Bros., <laughs> you hold down any trigger, and your character just becomes enveloped in a bubble that will block everything. Like, that's what I want. I just... And that's why a fighting game people look down on Smash Bros. I know they do, but, like... It's so much better way of doing things. Yeah. Because the whole, like, what makes a game great is, um, you know, reaction. So you'll watch that clip of that guy parrying all that shit that Chun was doing <laughs> oh, from, like, yes. 20 years ago. And all yeah. people in the background oh. are going, Oh! And I just watch that and I'm like, well, that looks doesn't look exciting at all. Is he just holding down the left trigger? Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no idea what's going on. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Smash Brothers, if I see somebody coming at me a certain way, I know exactly how to do the thing to stop them doing it, and I can do it like that. Like a split-second reaction, because it's so easy. Yeah. Whereas in Dragon Ball Fighters, I can see somebody's in a certain position, and I know my character has a move for when someone's in that position that will do, like, high damage or whatever. But and the moment's the, gone. The mental gymnastics it takes me to do it, yeah, I lose the moment... They're out of position. Like, um, as an example, Team Gohan, Yeah, his forward super is a Kamehameha that hits in a 45-degree angle upwards. Does a lot Fantastic. of damage. But it's yeah. like, it'll only hit there. 
they'll be in position for it, and I'll think like now, no down forwards, and then they're out of position. <laughs> I've wasted, you know, a meter of my super meter, and it's just I can't, I can't seem to wrap my head around a quarter circle. It's so annoying. No, because I'm like the same. Um, I've like when it comes to fighting games, I'm I really enjoy like Dead or Alive, which is like Tits. like two buttons for kicking, two buttons for uh, punching. I can button bash, and I can still do like a majority of like the moves. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Again, I can play this. Like simple as. I remember playing um Dragon Ball Z. Is it Tenkaichi? Isn't it? That's that was on game. PlayStation yeah. Two. Which was like a similar... Uh, Budokai. Yeah, Budokai. They're both. Tenkaichi. Right. One, two, three. <laughs> like, I, can't, I think it was two that I played. But, um, yeah, it, it was a similar... Like, the art style was amazing. It felt like you were actually in a Dragon Ball fight, like an episode. And it was just fantastic. But, again, it had the fight style of, like, Dead or Alive, where these... <laughs> these buttons do these moves rather than, you know, so circle is definitely kick and X is like sprint forward. And if you hold right trigger and press triangle, he'll come in, hummy ha. So it was, it was less, it was more like button combination. Well, yeah, I guess it is. Mm. It's more simplistic. What I was trying to say, rather than like, uh, you know, the street fire style combination, um, fighting. Like you're describing, so yeah. A part of the problem yeah, is yeah. you can Sorry. sort of because you can whip these special moves out at kind of any time. So like, I've seen combos of people where there'll be a certain character, they'll knock someone up in the air, do a combo that knocks them down to the ground, then do a super in midair that hits downwards. And it's like, Jeez. for me to do all that shit is going to take weeks of playing nothing but this game and just retraining my brain. And I can. Oh, I, I don't know if I have the patience for it. The only reason I'm like sort of still playing it, I think, is because I have a friend who's got it, and he'll occasionally yeah. text me like, "Oh, have you tried Freezer yet? Freezer's really cool. I'm just sort of getting into him." And I'll read that text <laughs> and I'll go, "Fuck you! I'm gonna fucking kick the shit out of you when we play this together." So that sort of spurs me on, which yeah. is yeah. which is keeping me going. Fair enough. It's difficult. It's difficult. Just keep at it, go. If I, you know, we believe in you. Yeah, I can tell. You're going to smash the shit out of that guy who uses Freezer. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. What about you, Rob? What have you been playing? Um, Cheerios. I traded in Pro Evo. I, mean, I was just not oh. putting up with it anymore. One day I just literally threw it back in the case, <laughs> took it back and got FIFA, which I'm enjoying immensely. Um, I'm doing the career mode. I was about to like, say I've done the career mode yet. Yeah, quite like it. Uh, I can't... The thought of not having a football game throughout a year brings me to tears, so I had to play one of them. <clears throat> um, fantastic game. Obviously, everyone loves it, but I've been playing Bayonetta on the Switch. Wait. Uh, I, did, I never played Bayonetta 2, but it's one of those games where I always thought I want to play it because I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, but playing the first one again, because it comes as a download code, you realise how simplistic it was and it was kind of move a little bit forward, um, sort of get to an arena that's closed off, beat all the enemies in the arena, move on. Mm -hmm. And whilst Bayonetta 2 seems to be slightly different, it doesn't seem to be 
too much of an improvement. And their games, both of the games got 10 out of 10. Yeah. And unlike Zelda and stuff like that that I've played, where I've gone, okay, fair enough, I can see where that came from. I'm not quite getting that from this, um, which is a shame, but it's still got one of the best fighting systems of any sort of beat-em-up that's out there. Uh, so I'll see how that goes after a while. But yeah, I've been playing Split Second and a few of the games that have been released on backwards compatibility. I love Split Second, always have done, and always said it was an unappreciated game. Same as Pure, which was like a quad bike racing game from the same studio. Yeah, Pure was excellent. Re- two really good racing games that yeah. never really took off. And I don't know why, because they're so underrated. And everyone I know was like, wow, Split Second's coming out on the Xbox One. And to see that it's come out, presumably it must have a following, because I know that they need to get sort of enough interest in a game before they release it. Yeah, that's um, it. Still, I remember singing its praises uh, on the podcast a few years ago as well. Just one of my favourite um, racing games of all time uh, because it's different. and it, it, it hasn't got all this street or this stuff that it's trying to be something that it's not. It literally is what it says it is. Um, it's like a fake in, uh, game show where sort of the... the, the the tracks are made to be destroyed and depending on how well you uh, race you manage to build up a meter which gives you uh, sort of moves where you can blow up parts of the scenery so kind of like mario kart but with mario kart i kind of feel like at times i don't really get a decision as to whether obviously i know gareth there are higher skilled players who can use a green shell to throw it backwards and sort of counteract anything that's coming towards them mm-hmm. but with this you truly do feel that you do have a chance if one of these modes have been activated, whether it's a helicopter dropping a fuel barrel from it to explode on the floor or a coach blowing up and then shooting its way across the track at you. You can still dodge it if if your uh, reactions are quick enough. And there's also, if you get three bars full, you can activate like a special, which pretty much changes the whole landscape of the level. So you'll get (laughs) things like uh, uh, an ocean liner, a massive ship just come crashing through the level and sort of changing it. And you've got to go through the, um, through the ship, drive through the ship and then out the other side, or there'll be a massive tower that literally just falls on everyone. <coughs> Sounds very dangerous. It is dangerous, but that's why it's a game show. Um... It's not like you're not doing this in the main streets. You're is there doing... like a story mode or like a campaign or is it literally just racing? Not so much a campaign. It's uh, like different scenarios in different... There's not really a story that runs through it. You're just doing different things and there'll be different game modes where you're being hunted by an attack chopper and you've got to kind of dodge the missiles and things like that. And it's really good. And like I say, I'm really happy to see it's come out on backwards compatibility. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm personally excited to play it. I downloaded it a couple of weeks ago and just haven't got around to it yet. But... um, I will do. Uh, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to actually playing that. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't played a racing game in ages. I think the last racing game I played was like Dirt 2. And that was about four years ago. So <laughs> I think really racing games are in a really weird position at the moment. Because it doesn't seem like the realistic level of Gran Turismo or Forza is really doing it for anyone anymore. And yeah. like the more arcadey style... Need for Speed Payback was such a, a flop that it really harmed it. 
and a need for speed thing. And I think at the moment, publishers are really looking at where to turn next with their racing games. And I think the likes of the Burnout Paradise remaster being yes. released is oh, yeah, kind of, of to test the water. Yeah. It's to test the water to see what people want now. You know, it's not where it used to be. There was GT Gran Turismo and Forza, and you had that, and that was the real predominant thing. And then you had Need for Speed Underground, and that was the real predominant thing for that time. Yeah. And car races always kind of reflected the culture at the time, whether it would be uh, the Fast and the Furious or anything that's going on at the time. But at the moment, there seems to be a real lack of direction of where people want their racing games to be at the moment. And I think that's why these companies are releasing these uh, remasters to try and gauge what people yeah, want at the moment. What, they what are they interested in? Yeah, exactly. Because oh, I, I don't remember know talking, I, I remember talking about, I think it was Burnout 3, where they had like a crash mode. Yeah. And like you had like different like junction scenarios where like you were, there was a ramp and you jumped up the ramp and like you controlled your car in midair. You hit like a freight train, which then like landed and exploded and you got like, like eight times multipliers and things like this. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing it, just absolutely spending hours, hours trying to hit the high score um, and just loving it. Um, and then I can't, oh, there was dub edition, but I can't remember what, um, what Midnight game was Club. it? Midnight Club dub edition. And um, yeah, like you said, like Need for Speed Underground and Underground 2. And they were like, amazing games and yeah i think you're right like they need that more i think they've gone a bit too realis- realistic like I was, I was talking to a kid at work and he was just like he's really into his cars so he loves like dirt and like formula one yeah. and like oh i can control every single aspect like um like the suspension pressure and uh you know or where when like the fucking gear ratios on my clutch and i'm just like mm. see that kind of goes over my head like there's fu- it's far too technical I just want to pick up a game, a racing game. I just want to, I want there to be a mode where I can just play it. And like, you know, if there's some sort of campaign, some sort of career, some sort of arcade style stage section, then that's fine with me. Like, I don't need to know the ins and outs. Of the but yeah, I'll see what, see what comes out really. Yeah, and Gareth's not much of a car lover, are you Gareth? Nope. Love. Carry on talking. I've got something in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> have you ever played a racing game? Me, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, I've played a racing game, but um, never been a huge fan. Uh, I think the best racing game I've ever played is Burnout Two. I prefer the crash yes! mode in Two because um, you just sort of drive and then you crash and that's it. There's no yeah, you just drive and crash. Done. There's no like blow the car up six more times with these power ups. It's just yeah. you crash the car and where it fucking goes, that's your fucking score. Way better yeah. in my opinion. So that's my favorite racing game. Yeah, I fucking love the burnout games though. They're just like that's exactly what people wanted. Like you know, it's just crazy. Like and right, think, stop talking now. And <laughs> prof- <that> too. <laughs> I was about to say Project Off and Racing as well. Oh, but yeah, Burnout 2. Asshole. I love that game. Now, Burnout 2, Gareth, mm-hmm. my eyes used to literally be dried out where I literally could not blink playing that game. 
And <clears throat> I think at the moment, it doesn't matter what you do, whether it be urban racing, street racing. I think people, it's just been done to death and you can't reinvent the wheel, literally. Hey. Get it? Yeah. Car race, racing cars is racing cars. And at the end of the day, it's always going to be, you are on a road and you're driving and you've got to do this and that. And I, I think it's pretty much going the way that uh, one-on-one fighters have gone, where it's kind of backed itself into a corner now. And I still think that there's room for, I don't know, maybe like an open world game, which incorporates a story based around you well, being a street the coup, racer. didn't they? But yeah, but I'm like the open that. world, and it was a bit mediocre. Like you said, I didn't think it was story. Like it needs to be story driven, and it <coughs> needs to be like a well put together story. The crew was more focused on, oh, you can have like sixteen players in one lobby, and they can all be yeah. your friends, and you can all chat to each other and drive each other's cars and things like that. And you're like, oh, that's that's amazing. But if the gameplay but, shit, then yeah, that's it. Like driving from one city to the other on like, American open roads just sounds amazing but in realist like in realism like when you're actually playing it um yeah. it's it's genuinely half an hour of you driving a straight line at 120 miles an hour in a sports yeah. car but like i think the thing about um the crew the world didn't really render around like it felt empty it just you would love like that off. what do you mean well oh yeah render yeah exactly <laughs> yeah sorry i'm just with you now but like okay. I'm saying is that there wasn't really. It didn't feel like there was a world around you. It just felt like it was empty. Like yeah. you rarely saw a civilian car drive past you, like especially when you were traveling from city to city. And it was just like it feels like I'm just in an empty world. It's just me yeah. and whoever I'm with, just driving along this straight road in a really empty world. And this is what I mean. It's just like it needs to be better put together. But I think, like you said, an open world racing game more story-driven, I think that would be the, the next stage. That would be the step forward. I love being greeted with absolute <laughs> silence. Yeah, that's fucking great, guys. I was waiting for him Thanks. to come back, but his, his Skype might be acting up or something. But either way, um, I don't know. See, the problem with open world is Burnout Paradise already did it. It did it very well. And yeah. other games have sort of tried. Like, what was that Ubisoft one where you drive across the country or whatever? Pretty sure it was The Crew. Yes, The Crew. I've just been talking about that for like the past two minutes. I know, but um, I forgot the I name know. of it. And I've also been looking at this Yu-Gi-Oh app on my phone. Um, <laughs> like, it's already been done. What I think we need back is that Burnout 2 style. Here's some tracks. It, uh, you know they're not going to change but you can race them with different cars if you pick a faster car your opponents will also be faster and like those yeah. burnout mechanics were perfect for that because every race even though it was on those same tracks felt different there was different traffic on the on the roads you'd have to navigate different ways if you were behind then you take the risk of going on the wrong side of the road you earn your boost meter you get your burnouts all that stuff like, I think we've, we're missing that. Mario Kart's kind of the only racer that's doing yeah. that nowadays, and that's not... Mario no Kart really has it stuck seriously. to its guns. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it says, no, we're just a track racer with Mario-like characters with different car categories, and you can get power-ups. 
and they've stuck to their guns and they've just I think I can understand why it's still one of the most popular racing games is that because you know exactly what you're getting like inventive maps yeah. and cars and characters like you said uh, I don't think it needs to change drastically I think it just needs to go back to the here's a track here's the story here's the arcade system just do it you know it's been and... so long since we've had that I feel like or at least yeah. it's been so long since there's been one of those come around that everyone has been like well we should all be playing this what the fuck because you get like um, Forza all come out and people say, oh, it's a very good game. But then you look at it and you go, it's not really what I want. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're just missing that now, which is a shame. And it looks like we got a message from Rob on the WhatsApp group. Yeah, I was that to say. iPad died. Okay. Well, this seems like a good place to end then. <laughs> it does. <laughs> We've been talking right. for a while. Indeed. All right, that was fun. It was. Uh, so what are you going to do with the rest of your Saturday, Dave? I am probably going to go and see what's cooking for dinner and then play some PUBG with some peeps tonight. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, that's the plan. I think we've got a squad set up. So, yeah, looking forward to that. I'm jealous. And then, and then hopefully tomorrow I can actually go outside because I won't be snowed in. Nice. So I'll probably go shopping. Bit boring, but you know. Any plans for you? Uh, well, it's only four o'clock on a Saturday, so I've got a whole night ahead of me. I'm going to uh, make myself some chicken breast and vegetables for tea. I'm going to watch nice. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. And then I'm probably going to watch a film and eat ice cream. And later on, I may even have a little cheeky wank. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Rob's doing right now. <laughs> and that's the reason why he's so pissed off his iPad has died. Yeah, so he couldn't hear the slop. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what a dick. But anyway, until next time, until I'll next speak time. to you soon. Yeah, hopefully soon, yes, because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, bye bye. Right, bye.